From the home of the Calls World Series. Just about nothing else. Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> So you guys know Dylan from the YouTube videos, and then Brody made an appearance very briefly in that Silver Cummins. My three seconds of fame. <laughs> three seconds of fame. He said last night was the happiest time of his life. Yep. Uh, his mom was very proud of him. Anyways, but we've been kind of talking about doing a podcast for a while. Dylan, we've been talking about this for a while. How do you feel about this? I think it's a good idea. It's something we've had in the works for a long time. We both have a lot of sports knowledge, and we would like to share it with you guys. You're also uh, very opinionated when it comes to sports as well, so I think it'll be a good thing for all of us to get together and talk about sports. Correct. And Brody, what do you think about all this, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we do in our free time anyways, uh, a lot of times at work when we're probably not supposed to be, so uh, might as well do it on our own time and just hit record, you know, and see how it goes. One thing I'll say to introduce all this, or... I guess one thing I'll say to kind of get this all started is you guys saw the YouTube videos when they first came out. This is going to be the first podcast I've ever messed with, so bear with us. It's going to get better, but you know what? We're from Omaha, Nebraska, so other than the weather, we're unpredictable too. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, obviously you guys know me from the YouTube channel. We'll just say my name's Sheldon. I am a big unfortunate Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm also a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I'm a Creighton basketball fan. Go Blue Jays. Yes, sir. According to, uh, is it ESPN, Brody? Potential number two team in the nation? Or number five, number five. We do have something other than the College World Series, and it it is Creighton. It's Creighton basketball. I would agree. Sheldon's all over the board. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm from Omaha, but here's the thing. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, hey, at least I like the Creighton Blue Jays. And I guess I'll root for the Huskers, but I don't really watch any other sports. Brody, what about you, man? Yeah, I keep it uh, pretty simple. My my dad's from Denver, so all my loyalties lie in the great state of Colorado for the most part. Um, Denver Broncos, first and foremost, by far, uh, just because football is my favorite sport. Of course, Denver Nuggets. Um, basketball being my second favorite sport. Um, and then I don't really watch a lot of baseball. I'll be up front with you guys. But uh, if I did, Colorado Rockies, they're not great anyways. If they were, maybe I'd watch baseball more. Uh, and then, of course, shout out Colorado Avalanche with the clean sweep this week. Going to the Stanley um, Cup going Finals. To the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's go. Uh, once again, don't watch a ton of hockey, but definitely want to get into it more with the uh, Avalanche doing what they're doing. And then, you know, of course, being in Omaha and uh, Creighton alum, myself, big Creighton basketball fan. And always support Husker uh, football as well. Growing up, my mom was a big Husker fan. so Go Big Red. Go Big Red. And then we got Dylan over here. He's wearing Texas stuff in the great state of Nebraska. Yeah, Dylan, what's up with you? you know, I'm a fan of uh, all the hated teams in America. So, I mean, I know I get disrespected <laughs> on my Dallas Cowboys a lot. Um, I'm also a Texas Longhorn fan for college or anything sports-related when it comes to that. Um, I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I would say that the Yankees are probably my favorite. I grew up watching Jeter and uh, A-Rod, and it was a crazy time, man. They were winning a lot when I was younger, so, you know, you got you to gotta like the winners. Um, I'd say for hockey, I like the San Jose Sharks. I, I, I don't really watch hockey a lot, but I like Sharks, so that's pretty cool. Um, Creighton, you know, that's that's where it's at. You always got to represent something from your home city. So. Huskers. I mean, that's about 
about it for me. So is that the one loyalty that we all have in common then? 100%. The Blue Jays. That's right. Cream Blue Jays. Sweet Blue. Out of all my favorite teams, my favorite team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of people make fun of me because I have a Creighton Blue Jays tattoo and a St. Louis Cardinals tattoo. And people say, well, why don't you have a Jaguars tattoo? I mean, I, I'm just going to keep making excuses. Brody, what about you? <laughs> Tattoos? <laughs> or out, out of my favorite team? My, my favorite team is the Denver Broncos, like I said, just because it's my favorite sport. Um, I don't know. I've just always been diehard. That's been my dad's favorite sport. Just grew up watching football with him, but... I ain't got no Broncos tattoos either. It probably probably won't, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Dylan, what about you? Please don't How say it. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Yuck. How about them Cowboys? How about them? I love them. It's been a few decades since they beat. I'd the Broncos. get seven tattoos on them, but I'd always be constantly reminded about the failures they do. <laughs> Dylan, why are you a why are you a Cowboys fan? Um, it, it just runs in the family. To be honest with you, I came out of the womb wearing a cowboy jersey and. Uh, it's just always been like that. I mean, my dad's always connected on Cowboy Weekend and, you know, plenty of times cried together. A couple times laughed together. Mainly cried together, though, because to the Cowboys are kind of disappointing, but we got to love them. Now, Brody, you said your uh, dad's from Denver, correct? Yep. Is that why you're a Broncos fan? Big time, yeah. And uh, that's really the only main reason I was a Broncos fan. And, you know, growing up, I remember probably like eight years old, I really couldn't tell you, but he was watching football, and that's really when I first started getting into it, I remember it was like the Steelers and Packers were playing, he was just watching it on a Sunday, and I remember seeing Troy Palomaro, I was like, who's the dude with the long curly hair, um, the head and shoulder commercials, and he's like, oh, that's Troy Palomaro, and that's when I really got into football, and I was like, yo, who's your favorite team, and he's like, the Denver Broncos, and so I was like, let's watch them together, and then from there, it Took off, and then as soon as I started becoming a big fan, my mom really got into it, and then my sister got into it, and now we all just are the most diehard Broncos fans you can imagine. But yeah, my dad's from Denver. We go out there every summer. I haven't been to a game in a while, but I'm wanting to do that this year now that we got Russ, for sure. Yeah, I gotta love Russ. That's kind of funny, so it's complete opposite for me. When I was, God, I don't know, like four years old, my dad had his Sega... And uh, he's a big, big Bills fan, and, you know, I'm super happy for him. And for some reason, I picked the Jaguars. I don't know why. Like, my dad used to beat me so bad I'd run off sides, and he'd be like, if you keep doing that, I'm going to quit. But I don't know. I think maybe I like their colors and the mascot. I mean, even when I'd go to the zoo when, you know, we did our field trips, I'm like, hey, that's a Jaguar. And the rest is history. It's been a real long road. Not very happy, but I'm not a bandwagon fan. I know a lot of bandwagon fans, but I think our time's coming, so... That's why I'm a Jaguars fan. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, if your team isn't having a you know great stretch of years as a Broncos fan, I know <laughs> uh, it makes the years you do become successful a lot more enjoyable. Um, that's why I don't ever really get bandwagon fans. If it's if you're just riding the highs with certain teams and then they start breaking down and you switch to a different team because they're on a high, I mean, I just I don't know. 1,000% agree. you got to stick with the team. Thick and thin, man. Not everybody's going to win all the time. Not everybody's going to lose all the time. So yeah. you'll have your time. Dylan, what time in your life are you most let down by the Dallas Cowboys? I have a new story every single year, <laughs> um, being a Cowboy fan. And I think the biggest one, I think everybody, you know, was watching this game as it happened. The Dez, uh, Dez caught it game. Oh, that was the biggest time. 
where I think our momentum was at an all-time high. We were taking it down to the final four minutes of beating Green Bay on our way to, you know, the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think that was a huge call. That was definitely messed up, and it was definitely a catch. But, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> I was definitely uh, crying for a couple weeks after that one and getting bullied by my friends, but it is what it is. Well, let me ask you something, Dylan, real quick. I know we're trying to do this, but is it what, – what do they say? This our year? Is it your year? Do you think that it's this – you know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen this year? This is our year. Okay. <laughs> are, are you them boys? We them boys. <laughs> Dak Prescott, baby. He's going to take us all the way this year. <laughs> Brody, what about you? When's the time you were most let down by the Denver Broncos? Oh, God. Well, there's a whole list. I mean, <clears throat> in my lifetime – uh, probably most recently, it's not a specific moment. It's a uh, a streak that I am ashamed of. Well, two streaks actually. I'll touch on uh, one uh, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, six years in a row. I think it's thirteen games. Uh, that's awful. I hate that. And then uh, the other streak is I think we were, we had a streak of I think it was about three decades of appearing on. Um, at least one Monday night football game, and I think that was the longest streak in the NFL. And last year we did not appear in any Monday night football games because we were so garbage, which broke a long streak. So I hated that. But more specifically, like a specific moment would have been Super Bowl 48, playing against my current quarterback Russell Wilson. I mean, that was the year Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. Uh, broke all sorts of records. Manning threw for over 5,000 yards, 55 touchdowns. I mean, it was one of the best offenses in NFL history. We kind of cruised to the Super Bowl, um, and then we go against the Legion of Boom and the Seahawks, and we just get decimated. I think it was 43-8. to eight. I mean, that was the biggest letdown. It's just not even a close game. I mean, I don't know. We had a couple injuries, but even then, that was a huge disappointment for sure. I mean, we got Super Bowl 50 a couple years later, so I'm cool with it. But that was definitely a disappointment, for sure. Oh, man. So here we go with the Jaguars, right? Like, So outside of every single year, the one year I got to talk my stuff, you know, uh, 2017, we we just kind of came out of nowhere. And funny thing, I was actually out in Denver during this game. Um, I had just got my first Jaguars hat. We were playing the New England Patriots with Tom Brady on all-time high. And, uh, yeah. You know, talk about a team that's been terrible for what we've been in the league for 26 years since I was born. And uh, Miles Jack was definitely not down. Here's the thing, you know, I'm partial to Eagles fans, but we would have beat them in the Super Bowl. I, I don't – we've never been that far in the uh, – you guys are laughing. We've never been that far in the playoffs. Um, but that one really, really, really hurt. And then, like, the next season we finally beat the Patriots. Like, we destroyed them. And then that was the downfall of our whole entire organization. Like, after we beat the Patriots, that was our Super Bowl the following year in 2018. So, yeah, definitely 2017 playoffs in the uh, AFC Championship. The only banner I get to hang up in my house is the AFC South Champions, and that's in 2017. So, let's be real. That's why I don't have a Jaguars tattoo. (laughs) What sports team or organization do you hate the most and why? Dylan, what would you say? Um... I got a couple of them. I'm, I'm pretty sure we would all agree on one of them. I'm going to start with that one. I think that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I hate everything about them. I hate that they're good. I hate their colors. I hate their logo. I hate that they're in Kansas City. Um, another one would have to be Alabama. Sweet 
Alabama for college football. It's just, uh, I've always despised them ever since 2012 in the BCS championship. They knocked out my boy Colt McCoy and completely ran up the score on us. And, you know, that was a year that I was so confident that Texas Longhorns finally winning something, and they just did, destroyed them. Devastated my dreams. Um, and they're always good every single year. They're taking the recruits. I mean, it's just, I'm tired of hearing about how good they are, you know. I, I mean, I, I respect them, but at the same time, you know, Make a, make, make a way for a new team to come in, and that's what we got to do. Alabama and Kansas City is the, the two I hate. Yeah, that's a true dynasty. Um, and, you know, although I can respect a good dynasty, it is annoying. <laughs> it, it'd be, it's, it's always nice seeing someone other than Alabama uh, winning a national championship. But, yeah, no, so, I mean, I won't take too long. Cause, I mean, same here for me. The Kansas City Chiefs, by far, I just talked about the streak, that uh, the awful streak that they started against us that's going to end this year. Um, that's my bold prediction. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs for sure. Obviously, any other AFC West division rival, um, mostly the Raiders. Chargers never really gave me any problems. So I really don't hate them too much, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's really about it. The only other team I would touch on would be the New England Patriots growing up, just because, similar to Alabama, they're just the, probably the biggest dynasty in my lifetime in the NFL. Uh, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, so um, they're always annoying. But once again, as a Broncos fan, truthfully, I mean, whenever we played the Patriots, we had a couple back-and-forth games, but I'm pretty sure the Broncos are the only team left that Tom Brady has a losing record against. So, um, so yeah, I would just say probably the Patriots, Chiefs, um, for the most part, for me, for sure. Well, I mean, if you know who I am, you know, obviously my followers on YouTube and whatnot probably don't know me on a personal level, but even if you've watched some of the YouTube videos, you know who I hate the most. I hate these people more than I hated my sister growing up, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, you know. <laughs> Everything about them stinks. You drive to Kansas City, it stinks. Their barbecue stinks. It's not even that good. Kansas City is terrible. You know, I have nothing but respect for Mahomes, and I like his little man bunnies growing, but listen, man. The issue I have with the Kansas City Chiefs is their fans. They came out of nowhere. You know, being a diehard Jaguars fan, I was with them when they were down, when they were okay, and when they were good. And now they're still terrible. <laughs> Living here in the Midwest in Omaha, Nebraska, you just constantly see all these Chiefs fans. Like, who's their coach? Uh, Bill Belichick. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't know. And honestly, I don't think they're going to have that good of a year this year. But I guess we'll have to see what happens. But that's the thing about Chiefs fans. I'm not saying all Chiefs fans are bandwagon fans, because I know there's a lot of people in Kansas City and Omaha where it's like the closest legit professional team, but there's just so many that came out. Like, what about all you guys that were like, and how are you a Bama fan? You know what I mean? Living in Nebraska. Yeah. Like, I just does, think that, Walmart's just pushing Kansas City uh, Chiefs gear, and everybody just. <laughs> well, what's weird about that is when I went good. to Orlando two years ago, dude, I'm like, surely I'll find the $5 Husker t shirts that are, you know, now Jacksonville t shirts mm -hmm. in Orlando. And, dude, no, there was nothing. It was nothing. I remember Kmart. UCF shirts. All you the know? Cowboys gear. I, I was going there as, as a kid all the time, then Kmart yeah. disappeared, and so did the Cowboys gear. So. Yeah, and right. so did the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> never <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> ever, since, ever since Kmart disappeared, Cowboys has never we'll, been good. We'll blame it on Kmart. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like when a team starts succeeding like the Chiefs do, uh, I mean, you go to Shields here in Omaha, that's all you got there is Chiefs gear because that's just the end thing. So, I mean, you go to Shields, you, you look for Jaguar stuff, you see a Trevor Lawrence shirt, and that's it. <laughs> And they're on sale. <laughs> I love five dollars. I love being a Jaguars fan. We'll pay you to take this uh, t-shirt off. <laughs> yeah.
I told Lindsay the other day, I'm like, I got you a Jaguar shirt. And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it was only like five bucks. <laughs> cheap gear. I got Lauren converted. She's she's on the on the good side now. Converted yeah. her religion, huh? <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. So the topic of this podcast is going to be the NFL. Um, like I said, we are going to talk about many different things, uh, mainly sports. But the topic of this podcast is definitely going to be the NFL. Um you know, we're roughly 100 days away from the first NFL game. It's going to be the Bills at the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs. What a banger of a game to start yeah. the season. That's probably the best game that's going to happen all season, honestly. I'm excited for that. What a way to kick off NFL season. You know, I'm definitely excited about it. Who do you think is going to win the game? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to partially disagree with you about it being the top game, and we'll get into that later. Um, but, you know... I don't have a second favorite NFL team, but I do root for the Bills, being my dad is a fan of Buffalo. Um, the Buffalo Bills are definitely going to win that game um, convincingly. Now, you know, I, as every first game of the year, teams are going to figure each other out and try to, you know, get their, uh, what would you say, their uh, playbooks in order. But uh, here's the thing, great teams win and just, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen was, you know, in a golf match, but it's all right, you know. <laughs> the Bills will win that game, that's for sure. What about you, Brody? Yeah, well, the thing about the Bills is that they've kept all of their major core pieces from last year and still added onto that even more. I mean, they had a solid draft, um, and they added, of course, my guy Von Miller to the defense, which was already a top-five defense, if I'm not mistaken on that. And so, I don't know, I agree with you. I think the Bills will win that game. But, yeah, Dylan, I agree with you, too. I think it could very well be one of the best games of the year. I think it could be a a prequel to the possible Super Bowl this year as well. So, I mean, um, definitely a banger to start the season, that's for sure. I definitely agree with both you guys on that. Uh, I definitely think that it might possibly be the Super Bowl, you know, preview. Um, I hope not, just because I, I wish my <laughs> Cowboys would be in there. And, right. You know, but I definitely think the Bills will take that game. Josh Allen's different. I think he's coming off this uh, last year with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's just going to, you know, ball out this year to, to prove to us where he where he belongs in the quarterback rankings and he's going to take his team to victory for sure i definitely do think though you know the biggest issue with the bills is they play so damn good you know throughout the season they just can't win those key games but it, that can only last for so long or it, it's just yeah that's not going to happen again this year all right we're going to get into a pretty uh, crazy topic here let's go ahead and uh name who we think is going to be the toughest and weakest division in oh. 22. Oh. This is pretty easy when it comes to anybody. Anybody with football knowledge knows that the NFC East is probably the worst division <laughs> in football ever. Um, I, I love it, though, because that's it. it's six easy dubs every single year for the Cowboys. I think the hardest division, and just became the hardest division in this offseason, I think, is the AFC West. Yes. Uh, every team is loaded. Every team is stacked up with Devontae Adams, you know, with the Broncos adding Russ. The Chargers are just, I mean, building an absolute god squad. The Chiefs, I mean, they're always up there. Granted, they lost Tiger Hill, but, I mean, they still got Mahomes. So as long as they got Mahomes and that train running, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they'll keep chugging. So those are my two. AFC West is the best. Uh, NFC, West, or NFC East will be the worst. Honestly, I might agree with you spot on. Uh, obviously, I'm biased towards the AFC West, but I, I agree with you there. I think it's by far the toughest division in football. I think the only division that really comes close, in my opinion, is the AFC North. 
just with the Ra- the Ravens the and the Bengals, uh, the top two. I mean, obviously the Browns potentially, but with everything going on with Deshaun, I don't think so. Um, that's why I'm sticking with the AFC West, just because I think they have four legit teams compared to two legit teams in the AFC North. Um, I mean, like you said, just the additions this offseason. The AFC West has always been super competitive, even you know without a bunch of superstars. But now, I mean, the Chiefs have been a powerhouse the past six years. They still will be, even though they lost Tyreek. Uh, the Broncos getting rust. We also added a couple key pieces like Randy Gregory from the boys. Stay off the weed. Uh, DJ Jones from the 49ers. He's a stud. A couple other pieces. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, the Raiders, they're going to have a stud pass rush. I mean, they, they already had Max Crosby. And they added Chandler Jones to it. Obviously, like you said, Devontae Adams in there pairing up with his uh, college teammate Derek Carr. And then, you know, you got the Chargers, which just added piece after piece after piece uh, with J.C. Jackson on the defense. Uh, they picked up – they also picked up Khalil Mack to pair with with Bosa on the other side. Their pass rush will be nasty. Insane. They still have Derwin James. I mean, on paper – I think the Chargers probably look the scariest, but they just got to put it together. They haven't. There's a lot of hype on Justin Herbert, which rightfully so. He's a crazy good quarterback, but they just got to put it from paper, you know, onto the field, in my opinion, because they still haven't even made it to a playoff game. Got to make so. sure you have that chemistry. You got a lot of talent, but I mean, if you don't have any chemistry between the team, you can't really do anything with it. Yeah. What about you, Sheldon? You know what I would say probably is the best division in the NFL would probably be the AFC West. I agree. As much as I hate the Chiefs, that division is stacked. A lot of young talent as well. Our worst division? Fuck, I just had it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to shock a lot of people when I say this, as this being the worst division in football going to 22. I'm going to say NFC North. I think the Packers are going to be bad this year. Oh. Um, honestly, the Vikings have always been garbage. The Bears are garbage, and the Lions are garbage too. You know, they're a lot like Jacksonville, but let's be real, Jacksonville's not that good. But I think that's going to be the worst division this year, the NFC North. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I also think the NFC South is a, another competitor in there. I, I feel like Tampa Bay is the only strong team that's in that division. I know uh, they, the Falcons just lost Matt Ryan. The Panthers are kind of rebuilding. They have been for the last, like, five years. Um, they're going to trust in Cam Newton again, and I think that's a, a dumb idea. <laughs> the Saints come just off and on. I know they signed Tyron Matthew, but you got to have a quarterback that can legit throw the ball and not to the other team, so... I mean, I don't know. I think the NFC in general is kind of looking a little bit weaker compared to the AFC, and I think the AFC talent's just insane compared to anything else. That's for sure. And, you know, I think there's just a lot of question marks in the NFC South. I mean, there's there's a lot of young potential there. Not to say they're definitely going to be bad. It's just a lot of things we don't know about yet. I've definitely been a fan of Mariota, you know, in college days, and I feel like, you know, he's had a couple chances of shining, but I feel like Atlanta's probably his best opportunity to kind of get the grounds as a starting quarterback and run his own team the way he wants to. And I feel like it's a good fit for him, for sure. All right. You guys ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Name the teams. We're going to go one by one. Name the teams that will win and lose their divisions. Let's start with. We'll just go with each division. And AFC East. Who's going to win that division? Okay. AFC East. This is oh, an easy one. Easy. Bills. Yeah. Who's losing it? Uh, I'd just say the Jets. Jets. Yeah, I I feel like we're gonna agree on a lot of this. I'm gonna try to get some hot, just make some hot takes in there, just you know, so we can talk about some other things. But I, when you're talking about the AFC, we say it has to, it has to be the the Bills, unless, 
Unless, you know, Mac Jones really takes off for the Patriots. Mm, you know, not likely. Gritty it on him all day long. Or unless Tua takes off for the <laughs> Dolphins. You know what I mean? Tua has uh, a squad. He has a, he has a really good yeah, squad on the Dolphins. But Tua is not part of that squad. They've got some great speed with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That is scary. But the thing is, they just don't have a quarterback that's going to hit him there. I mean, Tua I mean, doesn't really have a deep ball. And their backup, my boy Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves, Bridgewater, uh, he's not going to really hit a deep ball either. But I mean, the thing is, if they hit those screens, quick slants, and that's—I mean—that's really where Tyreek took a lot of his touchdowns to the house is on those quick passes. Absolutely, so they could still be a, a, a sleeper team. Um, and the Jets, to me, I think could be a sleeper team as well. It, it all depends on Zach Wilson, though, if he can take that next step. But because you're only saying that because you're a BYU fan. I, I do like BYU. Uh, shout out to Michael Bradshaw. That's my future brother-in-law. He's the head pitching coach there for their baseball team. But uh, I, I think Zach Wilson, if he takes that next step, he's got a lot of young pieces around him. Similar to the, you know, what I was saying about the NFC South is it's just a lot of question marks, a lot of young people. It's just a young team. So, uh, but they had a really solid draft with with Sauce Gardner and. Uh, couple other guys they picked up there they got i think the best running back in the draft with with Brees hall from iowa state absolutely so i mean it, they got the pieces there that's just young uh, i think that in a couple years we'll probably be talking about it more so long story short i think yeah bills will win that one jets probably the worst right now i'll agree with you but i'll be more definitive if that makes sense right you know <laughs> the bills are definitely gonna win the afc east uh and the jets are definitely gonna lose the afc east afc north dylan what about you yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to definitely go back with a repeat. I think Joe uh, Joe Shiesty is going to take it. Um, the Bengals, I think, are just you know on a different level now. They're building up their offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I feel like he's got a, what it takes to you know get him there again. I feel like the Steelers, you know, on the rebuilding year with Trubisky, I feel like he's going to finish in last place in that division. I feel like Cleveland's just too overall. Um, you know, and Lamar Jackson's just a different type of player when it comes to football. I mean, you could throw it, run it, you could do whatever the you Madden want. You, God. Can't, you can't lock them down. So mm-hmm. I, I, just, I feel like the Bengals will win it, and I feel like the Steelers will lose it. Mm-hmm. I've got a hot take here. So I, I have a hard time disagreeing with you with the Bengals just because I think they've done nothing but improve their roster since last year, and they're a Super Bowl team last year. I mean, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, their chemistry is going to do nothing but improve, and they already have a a crazy chemistry, and they just got a great receiving core. Their biggest weakness was the O-line, and they improved. But I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. as winning that division. I think a lot of people still um, doubt Lamar Jackson. I don't know why. He was our MVP just a couple years ago, um, and he's, I, I think, only improved as a passer, and he still is such a rushing threat. The thing that's really killed the Ravens the past few years is injuries. Mm-hmm. Um so that's my biggest thing. If they stay healthy, I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense is nuts. They picked up a couple studs on defense. They have an amazing secondary with Marlon Humphrey um, leading the way there. Um, so I think it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens uh, leading the way there. Very close, very, very close with, with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Browns will be the worst. Um, with everything going on with Deshaun, the Cleveland Browns were turning things around with Baker Mayfield the last few years, but they did him dirty, and uh, you know they're returning back to that dumpster fire of an organization that we all know and love and grew up with. So uh, I think Deshaun's, you know, everything going on, he's not going to be playing, and I think it's just going to, you know, from the inside out, they're going <laughs> to they're going to internally combust there. And I think the Steelers, they still have a strong core of a team, even though they got a young quarterback. 
Uh, whether they go with Trubisky or their their first round pick Kenny Pickett, um, I think they they're still going to be a solid organization. They still have a great coach in Mike Tomlin, so um, I really don't worry too Hall much of about them. Coach. They might they may not be a playoff team, but like kind of like the Broncos, they're never going to be a team that's going to have like the first or second overall pick. They never tank that hard. They're going to be close to 500 in my opinion. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the Ravens first and the Browns are going to be the last in that division. I'm going to completely agree with you, Brody. Now, I know there's stipulations with Lamar Jackson's contract, but here's the thing. Completely agree with the injuries. I feel like that's a reason the Bengals got as far as they did last year. Um, you know, not to discredit them, but uh, here's the thing. Lamar Jackson's a god. <laughs> they had a lot of key pieces around him that were injured last year, you know. Um, the Browns, absolutely. <laughs> No one knows what's going on with them. I mean, let's be real. If you were Baker Mayfield, would you want to play for them right now? Hell no. Exactly. No. I'd rather play for the FL or whatever they call it. The yeah. what is that league? The the fan controlled football league that Johnny Manziel's in. <laughs> All right. Johnny Manziel. What's the league going on right now? The UFL. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Baker. Football. You know what, man? Come play yeah. for the Omaha Beef, dude. Like, Yo, you'll what? get more love over here. I want to touch on the Baker thing just real quick. Because I don't know how he doesn't have a job somewhere else now. I mean, if the exactly. Seahawks really rolling with Drew Locke, I think. And he, you're a Broncos fan, you I know? know. And I know. I love Drew Locke, the person. He just hadn't put on the field. Now, granted, he didn't. I'm not going to get into that. I, I could talk about that. All how day. much he better did. is Baker Mayfield than Drew Locke? But though. Baker Mayfield, at this point in his career, definitely a better option. And I mean, there's another. There's, I mean, a lot of teams filled that quarterback need this offseason, but I'd still say the Seahawks. I mean, even the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, I feel like Mayfield would be an upgrade over Sam Darnold. So, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I would definitely agree about the Mayfield situation. I know he's had a lot of character issues that people don't like him because of that. But I think he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he's willing to go out there with a separated shoulder and you know put it all on the line for the Browns. And I mean, they did him dirty. I know the Deshaun Watson thing, and you know you're upgrading quarterbacks, but you're at the same time taking a risk with you know all his court cases and everything like that, and you're still not giving Baker Mayfield a definite answer of whether he's even going to be on the team next year. So I feel like you're just kind of wasting that talent. I mean, it's something to hold on to. It works out in the end if Deshaun Watson's not able to play, but at the same time, you know, I'd be very frustrated if I was Mayfield just kind of riding the bench and not getting a definitive answer for it. And, well, here, here's the thing with, with Baker, too, is I think people forget he was the first overall draft pick in the draft a few years ago. And that's a pick the Browns have had frequently. Yeah. <laughs> and he completely turned that organization around. I mean, obviously it's not all on him, but he was a very big piece of that. At least the first and successful quarterback they've had in, sure, in a while. For sure. And I know how QB carousels go as a Broncos fan. <laughs> yeah. But he definitely helped turn that team around. He brought them to the playoffs, won a playoff game, um, and he was having a great season. And last year he had a down season. It still wasn't awful, but he, he had a – hurt shoulder the whole season and that's kind of the main reason he was playing through that so I just think they really did him dirty in my opinion and I think that's just going to come I think you know I believe in karma and I think karma's going to turn around better but oh yeah all right now we're going to get into probably the trickiest division in all of you know professional football any sport in general this is probably the trickiest division and it's my division the AFC South (laughs) you know I think that The Titans are so mediocre, but the AFC South is terrible. You know, Matt Ryan's on the Colts now, right? So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I still feel like the Colts are missing key players. They do have a stacked defense. I think the Titans kind of had a lot of injuries last year. And, you know, they did lose A.J. Brown, but 
I just I feel like Derrick Henry's a king. You know, it, the Titans are going to win that division. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars are definitely not losing that division next year. It's going to be the Texans. I just still feel like they're completely rebuilding, and it's going to be a while before they're decent. So I'm glad it's not us. What about you guys? Mm, I definitely have to say, I think the Colts will actually win that division. I think the pickup yeah. with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor, I feel like that's going to be a crazy duo. He's going to open up a lot of the passing scenarios, but Jonathan Taylor, you know, running all over it. It's basically like having another Derrick Henry behind you. Um, I do think the Titans are obviously going to be good. They're going to probably be the second place team there, but I just feel like they can't they can't run the team through Derrick Henry anymore. I feel like Tannehill's eventually going to step up, and I just feel like he's not that type of quarterback to lead a team the way he should. Um, and I think that's what's really missing with the Titans. I feel like last place team is obviously going to be the Texans. I, I don't think they'll ever be good within the next couple <laughs> couple years. You know, decades. Um, they, yeah, they got a lot of problems to fix and. Traded away basically all of their good talent they'll ever have, you know, to pick up a, some mediocre players. So uh, I definitely think the Colts will win it and the, the Texans will lose. Yeah, that's something I never got about the Texans. Oh, we have this great player. Time to trade him. It's like, it's like Jacksonville, honestly, bro. Like the whole AFC South is like that. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously Deshaun Watson we, we touched on, but I think they're going to have some lingering issues because of the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Sounds like they were involved covering up some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and speculate. We'll see as that all unfolds, but... Um, no, I completely agree with you, Dylan. Um, I think the Titans uh, have been kind of leading that division the past couple years with King Henry leading the way, but just with the way the position of running back is in the NFL now, you can only get so much tread on your tires before you start going downhill a little bit, unless you're Frank Gore. <laughs> and he's just coming off of an injury season, so I mean, this is his uh, comeback season. Yeah, well, so. so shout out Frank Gore, retiring by the way. Uh, OG. Th- third all-time leading rusher, that's impressive as hell. But yeah, no, I think Derrick Henry, I-, I don't know if it'll be this year, but within the next coming years, he's... He's going to take a step back, in my opinion, especially as kind of a power running back. Like I said, there's only so many hits you can take, how much tread you can put on your tires. And to me, I think Jonathan Taylor is on the up and up in that regard. When I'm thinking about fantasy football coming up, I'm almost rather wanting to get Jonathan Taylor. And I just think, like you touched on, they're the more complete team, especially with a pickup with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's a quarterback, even though he's up in age there now, that could still somewhat put a team on his shoulders in terms of his passing ability but probably more important, his leadership ability. Exactly. I don't think Tannehill, like you said, is going to be able to put a team on his back. Um, and they lost A.J. Brown as well. I mean, they, they picked up Traylon Burks with that draft pick that they traded um, for A.J. Brown. But you're not going to expect a rookie wide receiver to come in and be an A.J. Brown. All right, here's a fun one. AFC West, who you got, Dylan? Winner <laughs> and loser. West. Okay, this is the hardest division to pick. Um and I'm actually going to go with the Chargers. I believe that they are building the team. I think they um, win it? I think they win it. I wow. think they win the whole thing. I think Justin Herbert finally you know, has his come up year. Uh, he's been balling the last few years. I think they're just building the team around him to help him on defense and offense. I mean, the, the kid's a stud. Um, it is a hard decision to make between these teams because every single team is basically a Pro Bowl team. Um, I think the team that loses the division will be the Raiders. I feel like this is going to be the first year where they're really getting Devontae Adams and Derek Carr together. I feel like they'll have some sort of chemistry, but I feel like their defense just doesn't stack up with everybody else's in the division. And I feel like Derek Carr tries too hard and clutch times and doesn't really come up big. So I feel like the Raiders will lose it. 
The Chargers will win. If you could see my head over here, I'm definitely shaking it. I completely disagree, <laughs> but that's all right. Brody, what do you think? Oh, man, well, this is really where my biases are going to show. <laughs> uh, I know it. I, so, I, I don't know. Y'all might not want to listen to my takes when it comes to the AFC West because I, I'm just such a diehard. Uh, I want to keep my biases out of it, but I have to go with my Broncos winning it. Um, and, you know, future episodes, I'll try harder to keep my biases out. But here's my reasoning why. We were a team last year, I mean, it, the past few years, we've still had a top 10, top 15 defense at the worst. Top um, 10, top 10. And all the games we're losing are minuscule. And we've always said we're a quarterback away. You guys we're are a quarterback, quarterback away. away. Uh, I mean, even last year, we lose to the Chiefs 28-24 to with Drew Lockett quarterback. I mean, sub in Russell Wilson that game, we're winning that game. I mean, in my opinion. So, a lot of people say... We're quarterback away. Well, now we got one. And our defense is going to be top tier. We've got talent surrounding Russell Wilson. I could list almost any player on the roster. But, I mean, look at our running backs. We have arguably a top five running back duo with Melvin Gordon, who's a touchdown machine, and Javante Williams, who just – he was – I think it was – first in yards after contact. He was top three in yards after contact last year, and he was splitting carries with – with Melvin Gordon. Um, and then, I mean, wide receivers, you got Cortland Sutton, who was a Pro Bowl 1,000-yard receiver with Drew Locke, Brandon Allen, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback two years ago. And then Tim Patrick's an undrafted stud. And Jerry Judy, I think, really has to take a leap. I think he's he, could, he can be a superstar, but he's got to prove that. And I think with a quarterback, he will. So I just think it's going to be the Broncos because our defense is not going to dip down at all. I know people say, well, without Vic Fangio, they're going to take a dip. I don't think so. We have all the talent there. We have uh, Averro, who was the D coordinator, or the defensive backs coach for the Rams last year. He's a really good defensive coordinator we picked up. So I think the Broncos really aren't going to take any steps back. But like you said, it's going to be close. I do agree, though, the Raiders are probably going to be the worst of, of, in the division. Um, once again, it's hard. It could really be any one of these teams for best or worst. But the Raiders, to me, and my biggest reason is their coach, Josh McDaniels. I... Uh, and once again, it might be a little bit biased. He was the Broncos head coach way back in the day. That was his first time trying to be a head coach, but it was a dumpster fire. He got caught cheating, recording practices for other teams. And, you know, if he's turned things around, you know, maybe they uh, will be a scary sleeper team. But I, I think the Raiders, uh, of all the teams, probably have the most question marks right now. Um, I think the Chiefs probably have the worst defense, but as long as they have Andy Reid and Mahomes, they're going to be a powerhouse. And, like, I think the Chargers on paper are – the most complete roster, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. So, Well, listen, so I don't want anybody to come for me and act like I don't know about football, but I'm going to completely shock the nation with this, okay? <laughs> I'm going to disagree with both of you guys in terms of your worst team. Here's the thing. I think the Raiders win that division. Uh, I know that's going to be crazy. Uh, I love Derek Carr. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams is going to be a weird pickup. Darren Waller is one of the top tight ends in the league. Yeah. You know, Josh Jacobs, he was a little hurt last year. Here's the thing. There was a lot of turmoil surrounding that team last year, you know. Um, John Gruden. Yeah. I think the situation <laughs> yeah. really distracted the team. But here's the thing. Like, yeah, it distracted them last year, but how well did they do? They finished second yeah. in their division. They, You know, they made it to the playoffs. And, yeah, their interim head coach did a great job. I was going to say, and, you know, that experience showed in that playoff game with the interim. You know, he wasn't calling the right plays. Like, that was the biggest yeah. fluke of my life, you know, in sports history, I'd say. You know, you guys remember that call. Like, that was kind of interesting. Um, but you know, and, and, you know, I feel like I got to throw something crazy out there. Is it logical? Not necessarily, but I do have the Raiders winning the AFC West. I have the Chargers losing that division. I think that, uh, you know, 
our boy, Justin Herbert's going to have a rough season this year. You know, I don't think they're bad. They have big key players, but that division is so tough. You know, I honestly think it could be either the Chiefs or the Chargers, but I'm going to say the Chargers just because they're younger than the Chiefs. I, that's just who I have for the AFC West. Yeah, the thing is, I think they're all going to be within a couple games of each other. I mean, that's the tightest I, division I, in I, NFL. <laughs> it, you know? it, it is. I think that it's very possible that two, if not three teams, make the playoffs in that division. Yeah, I, I feel like every game. single rivalry game will be exciting to watch. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who, where it is, you know, who's playing each other. I feel like that division is just going to be nothing but sparks, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a very fun year to watch for that division. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to shift all the way over to the NFC. We're going to start with the NFC East. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. All right, again, Brody came with the bias. It's time for Dylan to do the same thing. I don't see anybody in that division taking out the Cowboys. I, I don't see the Eagles even coming close. I know they picked up A.J. Brown, but Hurts is kind of a question mark. You know, he's a great player, but I just don't know if he can lead a team in the pros. Um, the Giants suck. Commanders are about as good as their name. Um, I think the Commanders finished dead last. I think the Giants. The Giants because, finished dead last with four and thirteen. The Washington Football Team was seven and ten. Yeah, I, I think it switches this year. I, I I just don't see the Commanders doing good. I think the pressure of having a new new name, you know, new face. Um, they're already talking about having the smallest stadium, you know, in the NFL because they just don't have any fans that like them anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think the Cowboys take it obviously by a mile, um, and I think the Commanders finish dead last. Oof. Well, I got no biases here. Um, I think, you know, you're spot on in saying, you know, the Commanders and the Giants really aren't any threat at all. I think really it comes down to between the Cowboys and the Eagles. But I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, I think the Cowboys in the past have been the team to beat, but to me it doesn't mean much because that division has been so weak. I think the Eagles have taken a huge step this offseason. Once again, they're another team that really they haven't lost any core pieces, and they've only added. They picked up A.J. Brown. Uh, they extended Fletcher Cox. I know they cut him for like a day, and then they just brought him back cheaper so they could bring in more core pieces. But their defense looks scary good. They got that monster Jordan Davis. Jordan. Shout out to Georgia. They got, yeah, in the, in the third round, freak, they freak stole, athlete. They Nicobe stole, Nicobe stole Nicobe Dean. I didn't know he had so many injury issues for him to fall that far, but That's they stole Nicobe Dean. Their defense is going to be scary. Uh, who's their corner? Darius Slay? Yeah. He's underrated in my opinion. He's a solid corner. The defense is going to be solid. Their I believe offense, they picked up Bradbury as well. Just, yeah, just yeah, Bradbury. And, you know, I think Jalen Hurts, I... I think he's. I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. I think he could, if he could take a step. I think the Eagles are there. I think they can be a sleeper team. So just for the sake of that, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, obviously, I think the Cowboys might be the favorite, but I'm going to choose the Eagles. And then yeah, I'll say the the Commanders are going to be the worst in that division. They just another organization that I just feel like they don't really know what the heck they're doing. Um, and then I think the Giants just have a little bit. They're a little bit more of a. Uh, um, historic organization. I think they'll eventually get things turned around, but I think it's going to be the Eagles first, the Commanders last. Okay, so uh, there is a lot of biases in the uh, statement I'm going to make outside of the great state of Texas. Um, the Eagles are going to win that division. I think that uh, it's Jalen Hurts here, and I. it's weird to say this. The Cowboys had a really good – they overperformed last year, um, and I – don't dislike the Cowboys anymore, but I definitely see the Eagles being the team that beat in that division. Um, the Giants, okay, so and I might be biased with this statement. A lot of people compare them to Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville's doing a really good job of building their organization or rebuilding, quote-unquote. 
I don't know what the Giants are doing. Um, Saquon Barkley is going to leave here soon. <sighs> Washington, people discredit their defense. Um, yeah, I mean, they just went through a name change, but the Giants are definitely going to be the worst team in that division next year. I got the Eagles winning it, and then the Giants losing the NFC East. Uh, Cowboys will be about three games behind the Eagles for the lead. Um, I still think the Cowboys make the playoffs next year. NFC North. This is a, a fun one. To me, there's only one right answer for the team winning this division. It's the Green Bay Packers. They're the only team with a Hall of Fame quarterback on their roster. And a great golfer. And a great golfer at that with gray hair, I might add. But uh, I think he's, he's annoying <laughs> off the field, but he's a hell of a... He's a hell of a quarterback, and I mean, back-to-back MVP, I think he said he wants to go for a third in a row, uh, which even at his age, I don't think is out of the question. And They obviously lost Devontae Adams, but they still have a solid group of running backs with uh, A.J. Dillon and, uh, gosh, what, Jones? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I was blanking on his name. Uh, Their defense, you know, they've got Jerry Alexander, they got a couple pieces there, the defense will be solid, and then, you know, I think... uh, they drafted a couple, even though they lost Adams, they still drafted a couple of young guys, the guy, the kid from North Dakota State. And they got our guy from Nebraska, Torrey, uh, as well. Maybe he could be a sleeper pickup for them. I'm being hopeful there. But I just think it's going to be the Packers, and I think it's kind of a shoot, a, a competition uh, on who's going to be the worst. <laughs> I think the Vikings, I don't think it's going to be the Vikings just because they have so much talent. Frankly, I don't know how they haven't won more games in the past couple of years with the amount of talent they have. Uh, so it's going to be between the Bears and the Lions for the worst. And uh, I actually, I'm going to go with the Bears. I just, I don't know, I don't think they have a ton of pieces unless Justin Fields really takes the next step. The only thing is he just doesn't have much help around him. So I think it's going to be the Bears. I think the Detroit Lions, they had a, a pretty damn good draft, and they have Jared Goff, who's a veteran quarterback. I like their coach, so I don't think they're going to be the worst. I think the Packers are going to be the best, and the Bears are going to be the worst. You can't forget, you know, hometown Hutchinson either. You know, I, that's right. that's going to be a big asset. I think that big. was... Jacksville, you know, letting that slip, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Packers are most definitely going to win that division. I do think they take a step back this year, but that division's so trash. Um, <laughs> look, I'm a betting man, all right? I'm going to bet that the Lions win five or more games this year. So, with that being said, I'm going to put the Bears losing that division. <sighs> that, that's a very similar division compared to the AFC South. I mean, you have one dominant team, and the rest are trash. Uh, the Vikings are garbage. I mean, I don't really know what to say, but most definitely I, I think the Bears are going to lose that division and the Packers win it, but they do take a step back. That's the only clear-cut team in that division that can win it. What about you, Dylan? This is where it started off with Dylon's hot takes. I'm actually going to go with the Minnesota Vikings Woo! winning the division. I feel like they just have, like Brody said, too much talent. I feel like this is the year that they're either going to do it all or do nothing with it. And I feel like this is Kirk Cousins' final year before he either gets traded or cut. Uh, and I feel like he knows that, and he's going to step up. Justin Jefferson is just a different type of animal on the outside. Not to cut player. you off real quick with this Justin Jefferson, is it because you've been playing Fortnite and you like the gritty? Is that part of this, <laughs> this reasoning? I, I don't know. I just want to make sure. That's what it clearly made me choose the Vikings. I, I just I want to see him Makes sense. all the way to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, no, that's no, a hot no. take. I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, that's a division, overcooked take. I don't take. think they do anything with it. Um, I do agree with you guys on the Chicago Bears losing, though. I feel like you know the Lions. They they had a really good ending to the season last year. I know they only won like two games, but I mean, 
you know, they're, they're putting their pieces together with the draft picks. I mean, they got St. Brown, you know, he's going crazy with being a wide receiver. You know, Jared Goff, I mean, he's been in those types of situations before to turn our team around. So, I mean, I, I feel like he can do enough just to move into maybe third or, you know, maybe third place. Uh, I feel like Justin Fields just doesn't have a team around him at all. He's a he's a great player, but uh, you know you gotta have a team in order to win football games. Um, Green Bay, you know I know you guys chose them to be number one, but I feel like they just lost too much with Aaron Rodgers. And as he's getting up there in age, yeah, the man is good, but I feel like he just needs a little bit more. He just needs that one piece that really would solidify him. You know, taking a team all the way. Kind of come, you know, to compare Aaron Rodgers. You know, like when you get old, you have to take your vitamins to help you move around. <laughs> yes. Like I feel like. They kind of took away his vitamins, you know. But you know, some old people still walk their dogs every morning, and they're all right. So I mean, we'll just give them that. But definitely taking a step back, you know, take the vitamins away from the man. You know, he can't really wake up that early. At this stage in his career, he's definitely just trying to get the bag now. I think he's had the championship. He's just never really had that contract. And I mean, he took the contract knowing that they probably wouldn't be able to afford Devontae Adams. So I mean, he knows what he's doing. Um, I don't know if he has faith in the team or if he's just trying to get the bag, but I definitely think the Vikings take that division right. This will be a quick one. NFC South. I think we can all say this at, at, at one time, actually. It's going to be the Buccaneers. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. If Tampa Bay loses, it's either because Tom Brady blew out his hip or uh, Even then. just some sort of fluke. I, I don't see Tampa Bay losing this division. No. Tampa Bay um, might potentially go to the Super Bowl this year. I, I could agree. I, I, yeah, there's three dominant teams in the NFC. Um, other than that, I, I feel like, you know, it's primary a- AFC is the top teams. Um, let's I, let's do this. I know where you're going with this. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I want to try this out. Let's say who's going to – at the same time, who's going to lose this division? Ready? Three, two, one, Falcons. I, really? <laughs> I, said, I said the Panthers. That's right. Really? Really? I, I really? You, who do you got, buddy? Okay, so – I agree the Buccaneers are going to win it. I think there's no other team that really comes close, like, unless there's a fluke, like you said, Dylan. Uh, I think the Fal- – this is my hot take here. I think the Falcons could be the worst team, not only in the division, but in the whole NFL this year. Woo! I think Falcons might end up with the first overall draft pick next year. I like that. I, I agree. They got Mariota, but Mariota's not going to carry a team on his shoulders. Uh, you know, outside of Kyle Pitts and, you know, Drake London, who they just picked up in the draft, what – I mean, Cordero Patterson's a decent running back, I guess. But he's a do-it-all kind of guy, you know. Like a Debo Samuel. But he's old. He's old. What What other pieces do they have on their roster? They I have mean, so many holes, and I just and, and a kind of a lack of potential anywhere else. I mean, they got some potential at receiver, but that's that's about that's it. If I think the Panthers are a slightly better team if they can stay healthy. McCaffrey, uh, you can't forget him. Uh, so obviously, I I think it's gonna be the Falcons. I think one team that could potentially be a sleeper team is the Saints. I agree. I mean, even though they don't have Drew Brees, you know Sean Payton's a great coach, and I think Jameis Winston could take a step. That's kind of my hot take for the Saints and the NFC South is that uh, you know he, he he threw a lot of touchdowns when he was with the Buccaneers. The only problem was he threw a lot of picks as well. You know maybe with a better coach. Sean Payton's a very offensive-minded coach. He's a great coach for quarterbacks. Maybe he helps Jameis Winston clean it up a bit because, I mean, they still have talent around him. They have a decent defense. they got Alvin Kamara. They've got uh, Michael Thomas coming back from injury, and they, they picked up uh, the Ohio Chris State Olav. receiver uh, in the draft this year. So if, if Jameis Winston can clean up his interceptions, I think they could be a sleeper team. I don't, I don't think they're going to beat the Buccaneers, 
by any by any means, but I think they could surprise some people. Yeah, I, I think the Saints are a strong second place in that division. I think you know when Winston isn't throwing it to the other team, that dude's a, a starting quarterback hand down. <laughs> he took I mean, a slight step last year, I feel like in the right you direction. Can't throw for five thousand yards and not be you know somewhat Decent. good. You know? The LASIK surgery definitely. Um, helped, you know, yeah, when, <laughs> he got all his yeah. crab legs out of a system, so I think now he's good to go. Yeah. Um, the Saints are just definitely a, a good fit for him, I, and they're loading him up on offense. I mean, again with Camara, you know, you got Thomas and the. the Receiver from Ohio State, I mean, you can't really ask for anything better. Um, I do feel like they do not have enough to beat Tampa Bay, like Brody yeah. said. Um, Tampa Bay is obviously solidified at number one. Um, but I do think the Panthers will finish last. I know they're going to ride McCaffrey into the ground. I mean, every year this man's getting injured, and this he can only run so far and so fast without getting injured. And I, I just feel like they don't have a quarterback or really like a secondary that can mess with anybody. Um, I feel like the Panthers will finish last, and Tampa Bay will finish first. Now, you know, I kind of am thinking as you discuss this, let's just bring up fantasy real quick. Are you drafting Christian McCaffrey this year? No. I wouldn't until maybe the second round. I mean, now if you're in the keeper league, are you going to keep him? I would not. No. I would not. He's, he's, he's been... See, every year. So then I respect so your decision on, on, or I respect your statement in regards to the Panthers finishing last. Now, let's, outside of Cordell Patterson, you know, who are you drafting on the Falcons? No one. You know, so Brody, I like that statement on, you know, the fact of them being the worst team in the NFL potentially next year. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yep. All right, NFC West. I'm going to start with this one. You know, this is. <laughs> I'm going to probably shock the nation with this. And I truth. There's going to be a lot of stipulations here. Okay, so who I got winning this is the Cardinals, and that's all dependent on if they figure out this contract with Kyler Murray. It's a make-or-break season for them, I believe. The Rams are taking a step back. You know, they're going to have a hangover. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think the Seahawks lose this division. What once was the toughest division in all of NFL is now a mediocre division at best. It just flipped from the NFC West to the AFC West in terms of toughest division. But I, you know... To me, I still think it's an interesting division. I think in the NFC, it's still the best division, uh, which I, mean, I guess that doesn't say much because a lot of these NFC divisions really aren't that great, um, at least seemingly so, so far. I mean, obviously, we don't know anything. We could be completely wrong on all of these once the season starts. That's the fun thing about football. But the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Falcons win the Super Bowl <laughs> this year. Mariota MVP. But, uh, no, I think the NFC West is super interesting. Uh, you know, cause I, it could go anyways. I Long story short, I'm going to pick L.A. I think the Rams are still going to be the best team in this division. They're coming off the Super Bowl. I think Stafford is, I would say he's the best quarterback in this division, personally. And that's the most important position in football. They still have a lot of pieces around them. Uh, they lost Von Miller, which sucks. I love my boy Von Miller. Um, I, I have them winning it. I think the Cardinals are up there. I think they're probably second place. Like you said, Sheldon, if they could figure out things with Kyler Murray. Uh, if you could take that step, because they just have so much talent on that roster as well. Uh, you know, and the 49ers are interesting to me. They've always been, you know, kind of like the Broncos, kind of like, you know, the Chiefs. They've Kind of like the Steelers. They're just an iconic team uh, that are never really horrible. They never tank. They're always, you know, at least around 500. And I love their coach, you know, as a Broncos fan, a, a Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think it all depends on them, their quarterback situation. I just think they have a ton of pieces around that roster still. I just think, you know, what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo? What's going on with Trey Lance? You know, if Trey Lance comes in and he, you know, comes out, you know, firing 
and becomes that Pro Bowl stud quarterback, that dual threat quarterback, I think the 49ers could be scary. It's just that's a big question mark right now. So I'm going to roll with the Rams. I think the Seahawks are the worst. You lost your Hall of Fame quarterback. I feel for Seahawks fans. They're about to go through a rough six-year streak like I just did, I think. But, um, I mean, they still have a lot of pieces too. So I think it's just an interesting division with a lot of question marks. But. I go with Rams first, Seahawks last. Yeah, I 100% agree with Brody as well. Um, I feel like the Rams are just going to – they have too much talent. They re-signed Donald. Uh, yeah, they lost Von Miller, but they also replaced him with Bobby Wagner, who's yeah. a veteran yeah. presence, and I've really wanted him on the Cowboys. Um, and that's a huge pickup for their defense. Um, I feel like, you know, they have the, uh, the championship blueprint. Sean McVay knows what to do with the team. Um, I just don't see anybody else in the division even keeping up with the Rams. Uh, Kyler Murray's he, he's a stud, but he just doesn't show up when the big games are needed. Um, San Francisco, they're just too inconsistent right now with quarterback. They don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy G or Trey Lance, like Brody said. Uh, Seattle, they lost it all when they traded Russ. They're, they're going to be horrible for the next coming years. Now they're talking about trading Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. So, I mean, you're basically in the same situation as the Texans, but just NFC team. You're getting rid of all your good players or draft picks and not really doing anything with it. So I believe that the Rams will win and Seattle will lose. All right. Next topic, who will win the Super Bowl? I'm going to live and die by my statement here. I said it last year. I got the Bills versus the Buccaneers. Uh, You know, I'm also going to answer the next topic here, and that's who's going to win the Super Bowl. Out of my statement, it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I definitely think it's their year. They've fallen so short every single year for the past three years, and this is the year they're going to put it together. What about you, Brody? Oh, man. Can there be two AFC teams in the Super Bowl? Because, <laughs> ah, gosh, they're all so much better than the, the, the teams I have winning any of these NFC divisions, in my opinion. But I think, God, if I have to pick... A team being in the Super Bowl, I think it's likely the Buccaneers on the NFC side of things. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, you know, as much as I hated the guy growing up, I respect him. He is goaded. <laughs> I think the Buccaneers are going to be in the Super Bowl on the NFC side of things. And on the AFC side of things, I'm going to leave my biases out of it. I'd obviously love if my Broncos make it. I think they can. I think there's a lot of potential there, obviously. But, um, gosh, and you can go with the Bengals going back there. You can go with the Chargers <laughs> going there. But, you know, I, I can't disagree with you, Sheldon. I think and the AFC is the most complete team in the entire league is the Buffalo Bills. You've got a star-studded quarterback. Uh, you've got great receivers. You've got a good tight end in Dawson Knox, a decent O-line. Your defense is top five. Stepped they're, up they're, defense, they're, revamped. They're scary all over the place. Their coach is fantastic. Really, their only weakness was running back, and they filled that hole in the draft this year. I think the Bills, to me, are the obvious pick, and so that's who I'm going to go with winning the Super Bowl right now. And, you know, I hope I'm surprised. I think, you know, the AFC, I think it's going to be an AFC team regardless. And I think it could be a lot of different teams, but I'll roll with the Bills. You know what's really cool, real quick, you know, talking about McDermott? That man's from Omaha, Nebraska. So, come on now. That's awesome. Love that. Yeah, I would have to say the Bills winning the entire thing as as well. Um, You know, in the Super Bowl, who do I hope they play? Obviously, I hope the Cowboys, they're a top-four team, at least in the NFC. Um, but I don't think they have what it takes to beat the Rams. I believe it is actually going to be the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like the Bills will win the whole thing. Um, it's time for an AFC team to bring the championship trophy home. Yeah. The Bill, or the, the Rams had their time last year, but I just feel like, you know, Josh Allen, like I said, has that chip on his shoulder. He's really really mad about the coin toss last year, and he's just going to come <laughs> and take it out on everybody. So yeah. I feel like he is definitely a lock for a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, 
Next topic, who will be the most improved team this year? I'm going to start it off. I think it's a close one between the Raiders and the Eagles. Um, but if I had to pick, here's the thing, you know, you can't just say, you know, the Bills are the most improved team because they drafted a couple people. we got to talk about who's going to take the biggest step. I think it's the Eagles. I think they've done enough in the draft and did enough in free agency to take a big step next year, and you know, that's why I have them winning their division. What about you guys? I want to take another leap, and I want to say the most improved team, I think, this year will be the Colts. I respect that. I think that. Matt Ryan will, will definitely bring something that Carson Wentz didn't. Uh, Matt Ryan's been to the Super Bowl before. Granted, he choked it. Um, but he has that experience. You know, He's, he's always been a top-tier quarterback. Not, not really great, but he's always been there You know, in the conversation with at least knowing what he's doing and how to lead a team. And I feel like improvement-wise, you know, everybody's – obviously expecting the Raiders to do good, but the Colts are really, I feel like, will improve without signing anybody really big other than Matt Ryan this year. I feel and like he's definitely going to bring something different to the table. And you have them winning your, that division, right? I AC do. South? I Jonathan Taylor and, and Matt Ryan, I think the Colts absolutely wiped the division. I mean, we can't agree that Matt Ryan was the reason they choked harder than a porn star, but, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. I hope our parents aren't listening to this. <laughs> Shout out to moms. Our moms. Sorry, mom. Oh, man, I, I, I'm going to take a look at this through a slightly different lens for most improved uh, team this year. Uh, just because when you think about, like, most impro- improved, like, player, like, in the NBA or things, it's never, like, a superstar. So I'm not going to go with, like, an obviously. Obviously, I want to say the Broncos just because they haven't made the playoffs in years, and I think with Russell Wilson, we will. So I think they could be up there. Once again, my bias will be showing there. But I'm not going to go through the lens of a non-playoff team jumping to a playoff team. I'm going to go through the lens of um, a god-awful organization for, you know, as long as I can remember to maybe someone who surprises some people this year. Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Mm. I think, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is just a bold prediction. Who knows what's going to happen. I think Zach Wilson is going to take a leap this year. I think they got a lot of young uh core pieces in the draft this year, and I think they're just a, a talented young team. Within the next year or two, they're going to you know, take a leap, and I think this year is going to be the first year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, like I said, but I think they're going to get close, if not over 500 maybe. All right, next topic here. Who will have the biggest, uh, let's say, would it be downfall or biggest bust? Now, you know, you can't say, you know, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're talking about a team that performed very well that will perform under par this year. You know, I think I'm going to put it in between the Packers and the Bengals, right? So, I mean, it's easy to say the Packers, right? It's easy to say the Packers because Devontae Adams is gone. And you can say, you know, Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams is like peanut butter without jelly. You know, it's not the same unless you're from Omaha and you like peanut butter sandwiches. But, uh... I think it's going to be the Bengals if I had to choose between the two. Um, you know, here's the thing. They just went to the Super Bowl. They're not going to win their division next year. Uh, the Ravens will be at full strength, and, I mean, they'll make the playoffs. But here's the thing. They're not going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah. Biggest bust. I mean, to me, that means what team has the most hype around them right now. And... Is that going to translate to the field? Probably not. That's what bust. So I think right now, um, and obviously it depends what happens with his off-the-field situation, but that's kind of why I think this. But I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I think people are hyping them up like crazy because they got Deshaun Watson. They do have a lot of pieces around him. They have, I think, the, like I said, I thought the Broncos have one of the best running back duos in the league. I think the Browns have the best running back duo in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. 
once again, good offensive line. Their defense is scary with you know Miles Garrett leading the way there. Um, pieces all around that defense. Um, so I, 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 I know why there's hype around them. I just don't think with everything going on with the Deshaun Watson, karma's going to catch up to them. They're not going to live up to that hype. They're going to be the biggest bust this year. I think for the biggest bust this year, along with what Brody said, I think that you know living up to the hype is one of the biggest things in the NFL. I know media can cause a lot of distractions and yeah. kind of set you know uh, expectations for an, a season before it even starts. But I believe that the Miami Dolphins will actually be the biggest bust. Um, I feel like everybody's hyping them up just because of the deals they've done with Tyreek. I mean, they have Jalen Waddle. Everybody they picked up, but. Like I said, you got to have that chemistry in order to actually get things working, and I feel like Tua is just not that, that piece to get there. Um, he's a great quarterback, but just not NFL great. Um, great college quarterback, and, you know, obviously if you have speedsters that can outrun a throw and you can't throw it to them, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, that's going to be a problem. And I feel like until they get their chemistry down, I, I feel like Miami's probably going to be one of the biggest disappointments with having as much talent as they do on their roster. Well, do you guys see the video? I don't know. Are you guys on Twitter? No. The video on Twitter, uh, the Dolphins media account posted uh, of Tua throwing a deep ball. It didn't get picked off? No. I think he it, got Tyreek Hill overran. Yeah, no. He, 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 threw it he was throwing a deep ball to Tyreek, and Tyreek literally had to stop and turn around to catch it. Like yeah, he, he had to turn to face Tua to catch it. And I don't know why they posted that. They posted that, like, trying to hype him up, saying, oh, the deep Look at this man. Tyreek. It's like, yo, he underthrew the pass. The man's never <laughs> turned around unless he's taunting, right? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. So, you know, kind of the, I guess add to that is like you know so i have tyree kill in one of my leagues in fantasy not to bring fantasy up again but he it's a keeper league i'm not keeping tyree kill i'm not wasting that keeper pick on him you know i'd rather yeah <laughs> this is crazy i'd rather keep someone like james robinson i mean you know we'll get into that but i mean yeah no definitely not keeping tyree kill i don't think he's as valuable as a fantasy player this year just because of Tua. yeah you definitely want to keep somebody who's going to actually be highly productive and you know that's going to be productive especially with the keeper league yeah. um you just don't know what tyree kill and he's what getting he's getting up there in the age too i mean he's not old but exactly you don't know how they're going to use him in miami as well um if he's going to be a Debo samuel type or if he's just going to be a straight deep threat you really don't know, and you don't want to take that chance in fantasy, especially if you're trying to win the whole thing. Shout out real quick. You know, I'm a big YouTube guy, you know, with the YouTube channel. Shout out to Prince of Earth, though. But here's the thing, you know, I hate the Kansas City Chiefs, but I do love Tyreek Hill's YouTube channel. It's pretty interesting. All right, next topic. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting one. I think we're probably all going to agree on this. Who wins the MVP next year? Josh Allen? That's who I got. I would say Josh Allen, yes. I, or, I would say bold Josh take. Allen. Bold yeah. take here. It's either... It's almost guaranteed to be a quarterback, but yeah. non-quarterback, I would say Jonathan Taylor. I like hundred percent. Like if it's a non-quarterback, Jonathan Taylor this year, but the year that he had previously, he's just going to build on it. And I feel like he's the new Derrick Henry, a lot younger. I mean, this is what his third, second year. I mean, he's just an absolute <laughs> stud. Uh, Derrick Henry's coming off of an injury year, and I feel like everybody figured out not necessarily how to contain him, but easier ways to contain him. And he's kind of slowing down with age and injuries. Um, if it's a non-quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, but if it's a quarterback, you know, which typically is Josh Allen, that it, it, just write his name on the trophy now. I, I agree. I like that take. I think it, I agree with your take about I think it's going to be a quarterback, too, which kind of stinks. Like they might, might as well just change the name MVP to best quarterback. Exactly. It's the best quarterback award. I think it's going to be Josh Allen, but I, I like that take with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if you guys have to pick, no dual answers here 
Josh Allen or Jonathan Taylor? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. By <laughs> far. It's a quarterback yeah. league. It's, it's, it, like, it's outside of that, when you're talking about the MVP, Josh Allen is by far the MVP, right? I mean, he is just different. I, I, I like Jonathan Taylor, but I get what you guys are saying about, you know, the whole quarterback situation, and it's always a quarterback as the, as the MVP. Josh Allen, for the past three years, has been the MVP. Uh, I just don't think he's a lot of publicity. You know, he's not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but, I mean, the dude's young. He's got a hell of potential. He's He's my MVP by far. It's it's not even close. Not just because he's a quarterback, but because he's Josh Allen. Here's a fun one. This one's geared more towards Brody. You know, we got the news what? yesterday. What do you think about the new owners of uh, Denver? Oh, yeah. Well, we, you touched on the Walmart earlier, and I was about to say <laughs> something. Uh, the Denver Walmarts. No, uh, Rob Walton uh, purchased the Denver Broncos. It was made official last night. The highest bid, I believe, was $4.65 billion, with a B. Insane. Dollars. It's the it's the most expensive purchase of a sports franchise in the United States uh, in history. I mean, and it's it's just going to be until whoever the next one is, just because you know that's how it goes with sports. But uh, it's unfortunately, crazy. you know, it's something that Broncos fans have been waiting for. Our, we our our previous owner Pat Bowen was legendary. He was huge for our organization. I mean, he turned the organization around. He was influential in the league too. He helped create Monday Night Football. I don't know that a lot of people know that or not but he was just an influential guy in the league and unfortunately was diagnosed with alzheimer's i believe it was back in 2006 um and he still played a huge part in the organization until he had recently passed a few years back and they had passed it along to the the pat bullen trust because he had a bunch of uh, sons and daughters who uh they didn't know who would be inheriting the broncos so there was just kind of a lack of leadership within the organization and now we finally have that i know we still have to deal with salary cap, but this is, you know, one of the richest owners now in the in the league. I think he's worth an estimated $77 billion, which is crazy. I hope he doesn't make too many major changes. I hope he's all about the Broncos because we do have a rich history. But overall, I think it's going to be a good thing. I'm excited about it. What about you, Dylan? What do you think? I mean, I know you're partial to the Broncos, but, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's big news. It's always good to have a new change of face in there. And, I mean, obviously, if he's worth a lot of money, he knows what to do with it. So I, I doubt that he's just going to go out there on a spending spree and signing free agents and uh, spending on the salary cap. It's also a good time to, you know, uh, be an owner of a team that's basically kind of not necessarily rebuilding but just has a new face at quarterback. Um, it's definitely a good year that they're going to have regardless of whoever owns the team or not. Um, like I said, it is good for a, a new change of face. I feel like it's it's kind of refreshing for a team to have, you know, a whole new setup when it comes to running a team. Um, maybe something you could build trust on or maybe something that you can go up to and be like, hey, I want this certain player to be be here and play here, you know, build a relationship with them. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's a good thing for the Broncos. Um, it's a lot of money. I wish I had that money. <laughs> right. I'd buy the Broncos if I had that oh, much. Man. And, and, I, I think it's a good idea, and it's a good direction that the Broncos are going, and I feel like he'll take them places. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, I listened to my Broncos podcast, DNVR, shout out, and they were talking about how there's, you know, in their opinion, and I agree, is like four main pillars to a team in terms of leadership. You've Every team's got to have a quarterback. Every team's got to have a good head coach. Uh, every team's got to have uh, an owner in place. Uh, and, you know, I can't remember the fourth pillar. But, I mean, those three things alone right there are huge. And the Broncos finally have – oh, GM as well. GM was the fourth one. And, you know, with the Broncos having George Payton, he's had two solid drafts back-to-back now with his first two years. I think Nathaniel Hackett 
could be the truth for head coach. I love his energy, his positivity, his night and day difference with Vic Fangio. The players love him. He's a players coach. You know, Sheldon, you touched on uh, with the, your biggest disappointment with the Jaguars that 2017 season. Nathaniel Hackett was that offensive coordinator. He got the most that anyone will ever get out of Blake Bortles that year. Uh, so I believe in Nathaniel <laughs> Best Hackett. Best quarterback ever. <laughs> I believe in Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously believe in Russell Wilson, and now we got the owner. So we got those four main pillars going for us. I think it's going to be a great year. It's exciting as hell. It's an exciting time to be a Broncos fan. Uh-oh, here we go. Will the Dallas Cowboys win a playoff game this year? Yes, I think they do. They have to. It's nature, right? I lost a lot of money on that game last year. Not to say I bet or anything, but <laughs> listen, come on, Dallas. I stopped hating you guys. You guys are going to win a playoff game this year. I'm definitely being biased in this conversation. I feel like they will win a playoff. Do I feel like that they will win the Super Bowl? I don't feel like they have the team for that. Um, I feel like they did last year, but just didn't know how to do anything with it. I feel like the loss of Cooper is really going to hurt us in the playoffs yeah. when it comes to them double-teaming CD. Um, I feel like we might possibly make it all the way to the championship, though. I, I feel like we do win multiple playoff games. Um, I just The NFC is just not really strong when it comes to teams. Like I said, there's maybe four teams that I can see that are really causing you know, some problems in the, in the playoffs. But you know, as long as you make it past a couple of them, I, I can see the Cowboys making it to the championship game, but just not any farther than that this year, unfortunately. Not to cut you off real quick, Brody, but I think a big, big deal with what we're going to discuss here in regards to the Cowboys winning playoff game, I think it comes down to Zeke Elliott. You know, Dak Dak had a hell of a year last year. You know, I mean, comeback player of the year, I would it's clear cut. And, I mean, it's impressive that he came back like that. And I think he's a good quarterback. I just think Zeke had a bad season last year. And I feel like a lot of your guys' success on the Cowboys is dependent on Zeke. Yeah, I, I don't disagree because, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, with the position of running back in today's NFL, uh, they're pretty expendable, and you don't want to overpay for one, and that's exactly what the Cowboys are doing. They're overpaying Zeke. I don't think he's bad by any means, but I don't think he's worth the money they're paying him, and because of that, it's causing them to have holes in other areas of the roster. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, unfortunately, they lost a couple key pieces. They lost a couple of, uh, I know, at least one, their offensive tackle, uh, Tyron Smith, they lost, right? Uh, he correct is in so, saying that? He's just injury prone. He's injury so he's prone, kind of... okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, losing Amari Cooper I think is huge. You know, the only thing that, you know, as a Cowboys fan, you got solid there that I really do believe in is Dak Prescott. I think he's a stud quarterback. I think he's going to help lead you guys to the playoffs. I just don't know that you guys are going to win a playoff game. It's... It's rough for me to say. I'm going to say they aren't, uh, just because I feel like they might have taken a step pat back in terms of their roster this offseason. But um, unless they get Zeke's contract figured out and they can pick up some other keys, key pieces. Yeah, looking at their offseason programs right now, it definitely looks like Zeke's probably in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Um, so hopefully this year is kind of his make it, break it. Um, I just feel like we definitely won't win anything big until we, we fix coaching staff. I feel like our offensive coordinator is what really, you know, Take Zeke out of the game. I feel like we get a little too pass-hungry when Dak's going crazy. and yeah. We just don't use Zeke properly. He's more of a, a you know a run-blocking running back rather than him establishing his dominance. And uh, the one-two punch that we have with Tony Pollard as well, yeah. I mean... It's another good running back duo. If Zeke doesn't do anything this year, Tyreek or uh, Pollard, he's definitely going to take the minutes, and he's a much cheaper option to replace Zeke. 
I personally um, think that Pollard is a better running back. I think he was last that's year. That's where I, I disagree. I, I don't think I feel like a lot of people have thought that way, though. The, the pass rush, the way that Zeke does, and I feel like that's outside of that, though, being a, a passing team. Um, Zeke, I mean, when it comes down to it, if you need a, a third and one, he's going to get you the third and one. Uh, I, Pollard, I just don't know that can do that and run through people. He's more of an elusive. It's basically like a yin and yang th- thing with yeah. Zeke and Pollard. I just feel like last year Pollard moved the ball a hell of a lot better than Zeke, and Zeke has that potential to move the ball very, very well, but I just feel like Pollard had a yeah. very good year last year moving that ball. Definitely that's when the offensive coordinator situation comes in because we definitely know how to use Pollard, but we don't use him as often as we should, and we don't put Zeke in the situations that we should be putting him in. Uh, the fact that we're trying to run the ball on second and 20 with Zeke and we're blaming him on why he can't get more than five yards. I mean, yeah. it's we got we got to have somebody who knows actually how to call plays and 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 have the fluidity of the offense. And right now, I don't think Helen Moore is the the answer. Yeah. I feel like until then, we will not do anything Super Bowl related. I, I see us winning maybe a few playoff games just based on how weak the NFC uh, the NFC is. But yeah. other than that, That's I don't true. see us going the distance. It's 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 rough. Well, I mean, real quick to touch on, you know, the homie Zeke, right? People say I was a changed man when I got, you know, a couple tattoos. Now, we were watching a game last year, Dylan. <laughs> Do you think it's the feed me tattoo or what is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't think they're feeding them properly. Right now, they're kind of yeah. feeding them some, uh, some That's crazy, materials. Dude. And, and they're, they're only giving them like a little piece of bread every other week. Um, I mean, he's a big man. He's got he, he needs sweeties and a full Thanksgiving meal every single week. He needs at least 20-plus carries every single week. It doesn't matter if he has five yards in the first half. Eventually, he's going to break down the defense. You can only be hit so many times before you kind of just give up a little bit. And, I mean, I feel like they just run Zeke and, and use him. Obviously, if he's healthy, don't push yeah. him to the limits. But swapping and out Tony Pollard with Zeke, yeah. uh, you know, I, I feel like it'll be a dangerous duo, especially with Dak to light it up on the outside. So uh, it's going to be really exciting this year to see what the Cowboys do. Yeah. And if they don't do anything, there definitely needs to be a, a change in the coaching staff because I feel like that's the only problem right now is Dak could throw a ball, but coach can't call the right play to throw the ball. So. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think, like you said, I think the Cowboys just in general can get a little too pass-happy sometimes, and they've got that great running back duo. I think maybe they need to lean on the run a little bit more. Yeah, uh, Power run scheme, and maybe that, you know, usually a lot, of, a lot of people now will use the pass to open up the run. I think they should maybe go a little old school, use the run to open up the pass a little bit, right. especially after losing Amari Cooper. That's Take exactly it back to, like, how college football is, you know what yeah. I mean? Or the, the Cowboys' first year with Zeke and Dak both running it. I mean, they, they evenly split. You know, possessions between Zeke and, and Prescott and the fact that we almost had two rookies of the year on the exact same team. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It shows, you know, there's some talent there. It, and, it, you know, we just got to use them properly. And once people figure us out, you know, we got to switch a, lo- a little bit of things up and, you know, yeah. just get it rocking and rolling. So I definitely think a new coach is the way to go. Um, but the Cowboys definitely will win at least one playoff game this year. Real quick, last thing, touch upon that, you know, tattoo. It's kind of like you're self-advertising on, like, what you really want, right? So, you know, if you're not in the car business, you know, Brody and I, we, we sell cars. You know, it'd be like me getting a tattoo on my stomach that says, I need spoons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, now what a spoon is is where, you know, you that's get a, a free deal. Uh, yeah, exactly, you know? And so, I mean, that's just, that's just kind of how I feel about that. Debo Samuel, how do you guys feel about the situation? I feel like he's going to stay in San Francisco. He has like, to. You know, he's kind of stuck, I think. He was in a situation where I feel like he felt like he, he was expecting too much out of himself. And maybe, you know, ex- I, I don't know. Maybe demanding, you know. He, I think he thought that he was a lot, 
you know, more big than what he was. I, I heard a, only a couple teams asked for a trade for him when trade talks started originally arriving, and I think San Francisco's strictly built on Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, I think they just used him perfectly. I mean, you've seen him run all over everybody last year in the playoffs, so I feel like he needs to stay there. Just figure everything out. Obviously, you know, coaching staff needs to patch things up with him, and same with the, the GM. And I feel like if he stays in, in uh, San Francisco, that's going to be his best opportunity to do be in the NFL, you know, that's where you're going to put up the most production. It's yeah. been a while since we've seen something like that, you know, it's like in college, you, you have receivers running the ball a lot, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, Patterson from the Atlanta, you know, he, he can catch the ball very well, but the fact that Debo's a receiver and he's running the ball is the super gremlin himself, you know, he's pretty talented. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I agree with you, Dylan, I think they have some patching up to do between Kyle Shanahan and their GM, John Lynch. I think they got to kind of patch things up. I don't know if it's down to the money or the way he's being used. I've heard a couple, both things, um, that he wants to either get paid more or he also he doesn't want to be used kind of as that Swiss Army knife just because it's taking more hits that way. Injury he prone, can be yeah. kind of injury prone, and maybe that's partially the reason. But the thing is, the teams that were wanting to trade for him were wanting to do that because that's what makes Debo special is that he can run and he can catch the ball. Uh, so I think maybe that played into it, not a trade not coming into fruition. But, uh, yeah, I don't see him going anywhere. I just don't think, see any movement there right now, uh, whether that's what he wants or not. So The fact that he's at OTAs right now is really a uh, really a good, good sign. sign he's for he's not leaving. Um, I mean, a lot of the people are sitting out. I mean, look at the tight, or tight end for the Cowboys. We just signed to a franchise tag, and he's, he's sitting out of OTAs because he wants to get paid. So the fact that Debo Samuel's up there working out, even in contract disputes is a good sign for him because at least there's you know a positive sign that things are getting patched up with the coaching staff and, and the players. All right, quick take here. Devontae Adams on the Raiders. I think he's a good asset. I think it, it was definitely probably the best move the Raiders could have made in the offseason. He brings um, a lot of value. Especially with the college, sure. the, the college background that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have. They already have that chemistry back in the day. Um, I feel like it's going to be Fresno. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be really good for Derek Carr to finally have a receiver that will open it up on the outside and open up plenty of opportunities for Derek Waller. I mean, you can't double team both of them, you know. So somebody's going to be open somewhere, and if they're both double teamed downfield, then Josh Jacobs. So I feel like yeah. it just the Devonte Adams trade in general helped the Raiders just tremendously, for sure. Uh, especially after the you know Henry Ruggs not be you know the incident of him and you know him not being on the team anymore. I feel like they just really needed a star leader receiver, yeah. and they, they found their guy. I think he's a stud. Yeah, you know, Sheldon, I was I was shocked when you picked the Raiders to win the division, but you made a solid argument when you were talking about their receivers and somewhat of a hot take. I think they may have the best receiving core in the NFL. I mean, when you've got Devontae Adams, obviously a true number one receiver. Uh, you've got Darren Waller is arguably one. He's not arguably one of the top tight ends. He could be he's arguably the top tight end, but he's definitely top top three. Five, top sure. five, top three for sure. And Darren Waller, and then Hunter Renfro. Stuck. You could argue him as being the top slot receiver, in my opinion. He went off last Huge year. Huge routes are crispy. And then, like I mean, like you said, if they got all those guys locked down, you still got to defend the run with Josh Jacobs. I mean, it's it's pick your poison. Who do you want to defend? And it makes it scary as a Broncos fan. So I think, yeah, I I, I think that was a amazing pickup for the Raiders for sure it was one of those it's just an arms race in the AFC West man it's just each one team picks somebody up the other someone else is like okay I'll go grab this guy yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's been crazy okay. all right last topic here best available free agents right so you got just based off the list I'm looking at you got Odell Beckham Rob Gronkowski and you know Julio Jones 
know, if you're from Nebraska, you talk about Mountain Sioux. Here's the thing. Rob Gronkowski, is he useful? I mean, the connection with Tom Brady, I think, is big. Uh, Kong Sioux, I think he's kind of at the end of his prime. Julio Jones, that's an interesting one. I feel like Julio Jones is probably the best available right now. Over Odell? Over Odell, strictly because Odell's coming off of an injury. And the fact that the Rams haven't re-signed him yet, I feel like they have some questions about his, you know, recovery process. Do you think it might Um, come into play with some of the money they've dished out, you know, with Aaron Donald recently? 100%. You think that he's more valuable than Aaron? I mean, obviously Aaron Donald's a stud, right? But, like, he don't really want to play, so I... I get what you're saying. Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham. I, you know, I still remember that day he snagged on the Cowboys, Brandon Carr, <laughs> while getting, you know, pass interference, and that man's a different breed. But I feel like Julio Jones is just, uh, when he's healthy, he's just probably the best receiver in the league when he's used right. His experience um, yeah. is unmatched, too, yes, I think. Just his size, his presence, his field domination, like the fact that he can, you know, if you throw an interception and he's tackling people like safeties, chasing um, people like, down. Yeah, it's insane. Julio Jones has definitely slept on a lot. I don't know how he's not signed yet. I would love for him to be a Dallas Cowboy. So yeah, if you're hearing this somehow, Julio Jones, talk to Jerry Jones. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a ring sometime, uh, replace Mari Cooper. But I, I feel like he's definitely probably the best free agent on the market right now. Yeah, you, you literally took my take to the T. Like, I, I would not pick Odell just because that ACL. I think Julio Jones, although he's 33, I don't think he's going to be that receiver that takes over a game anymore like he used to be with the Falcons. Maybe not a true number one, but you plug him in on a team that has a decent receiving core in place already, like a team with the Cowboys, with CeeDee Lamb. Pair him with CeeDee Lamb. Veteran you know, presence, that's what you a, a good veteran presence who's reliable still. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I know he's had a couple injuries, but he's, he's, he's a big-bodied receiver. You put him on a team that, you know, Maybe I, just a team who already has a couple receivers. Maybe um, you know some people might argue Rob Gronkowski up there. If he plays, he's great. I think he's probably going to retire if he comes back. You don't think he goes one more year with the Bucks? Brady came back. I, mean, I know Brady with did. Gronk is that he can only play with Brady, and Brady's the only one who knows how to use him. So him being a kind of similar to that Devontae Adams, Aaron. You know, we'll have to see what their car next year. But Rob and Tom Brady are about. Like the best duo, that, yeah. I'd say, yeah. ever. Oh, in, in, in for sure. You know, at, at least, you know, top three. I got a weird one on here. You know, someone that not many people know, Will Fuller. I think he's useful. But yeah. here's the thing. He missed some time last year with a PED suspension, a personal issue. And, I mean, we've all broken a finger, right, playing yeah. with fireworks. But <laughs> I think there is a lot of red flags with that man. But, I mean, he's somewhat young. I just feel like, you know, Odell's better than him. I would get more use out of Rob Gronkowski, even though he's probably good for one more year. And I mean, do you Rob's think that Dom Sue's done? Security blanket, Gronk. I mean, Gronk? he'll get you at yeah. least you know a couple routes, a couple wide open shots, and you know once you start doubling up on Gronk, just because of his, his field presence, that's when it opens up a lot of opportunities on the outside. And especially with Brady, he knows how to find him. He knows how to use uh, Gronk. I mean, to a T. So. Uh, as long as he resigns with the, the the Buccaneers, I could see Gronk being you know the top free agent that's left. But right now, I just don't see any priority of resigning him, especially yeah. if he's not even you know for sure that he wants to play this year. So well, the interesting thing with Gronk too is that we've never seen him without Brady. We don't know how good he would be without Brady. I don't think we ever will know. I don't. I think yeah. he's either like I think he's either retiring or he's going back with the Bucks. But I don't think that makes him the most valuable free agent remaining on the market. I think it's definitely between Odell and Julio. And with Odell's ACL, I think it's Julio. Yes. 
All right, well, that brings this podcast to a wrap. How do you guys feel? I feel like it went great for our first time. I had a lot of fun I mean, yeah. talking, you know. We're just kind of up here just doing what we do on a daily basis, you know. We're always up there at our jobs, just kind of having a little group talking about football and sitting down eating lunch talking about football. But I had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, any improvements we can make or anything you guys would want to hear us talk about, <laughs> definitely down for that. Um, but, no, I had a lot of fun just shooting the shit. I mean, it's just what I talk about anyways in my free time. So uh, it's definitely a good time. I had a lot of fun. I think what we'll do next time is, you know, obviously talk about the NBA Finals. Um, you know, we want to focus on the NFL today. But, no, it'll be interesting to see who's going to turn out and listen to this podcast. You know, I got a lot of people that check me out from Twitch and YouTube. So to kind of venture off to a podcast has been something we've been talking about for quite some time. Uh, so to put it in motion is awesome, and to do it with some of my best friends is also awesome. Me and Dylan are some of my coolest and closest friends, and, you know, it's there's a lot of, you know, I'm a Jaguars fan, Brody's a diehard Broncos fan, Dylan's a, a Cowgirls fan, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this has definitely been fun, so I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to the podcast. Until next time, be sure to check out the YouTube Prince of North O, and YouTube and Twitch are all Prince of North O, so yes, we're going to get this rolling, and can't wait to see some improvements, and I hope you guys like it. Like it.